We'll be chattering and nattering in the garden county shed. But if the decent match comes up, then we'll do that instead. Winners and Closure Bookmakers, your local independent bookmaker. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat and Instagram for all our daily specials and enhanced odds. Phone us on 1890 429 Murphy's Liquidation Furniture and Garden County Sport. Hello and welcome to our Monday night review of the weekend's action around the county Wicklow. Very sorry for the delay here tonight. A few little teething problems. Uh, we, our two guests, our Emmett O'Sullivan and John Hines, were having a wrestling match, so we had to separate them, and that's why we're still And late. speaking of teething problems, I got a wisdom to how today. And it hasn't stopped, hasn't shut you up, unfortunately. But anyway, ah, me. Uh, <laughs> we have Dan O'Gorman joining us later to discuss all things Bray Wanders. He does the diary for us on our website. Great win for Kamak last week against Tinny Healy. The junior football, and he will maybe discuss a little bit with us as well about that and Kilmack's victory over Anacurra on Saturday. Just to get going, we're going to discuss the Wicklow Hurlers had a great win for the under 20s, a great win against Mayo on Saturday. They're out again this weekend against Kerry in the home of Hurling in Turles. They are, um, as I said there, um, we were just going through uh, pre. Pre-dress rehearsal there. Um, a great win. With, we won't say a depleted team, but they're working off um, uh, slim numbers, you know, and it's a Jonathan, Jonathan Tallon is there with them and uh, Gary Laffin is there at the helm and no better man to have there with you. Like, they they were behind for most of the game and I think they got ahead near the end through uh, Brian Carney turned the ball over in defence and got a ball up to his teammate, Padgett Hole, I think, to send over the winner. Other people had different views on that, who got the score, got the winner or not, but no, it doesn't matter. They got the winner, they got the result. A very, very good... Um, looking at on paper, they have some very, very fine hurlers. You know, there is a few more they could possibly have. Like, one off the top of my head, I know uh, one of our own, that's Gerard Murphy, he's out with a bad injury. And, like, he, he brings... A lot to that team as well. Um, as you know yourself, Emmett, you had him last year with you in Avondale. He's a fine hurler. You know, but that's not taken away from the team itself. Like, no, the no, lads no, they have no, there, you know. But he, no, Gerard is an excellent hurler. Like, he's a county hurler in the making if he wants to be. He's with yeah. the footballers at the minute. But he's definitely a county hurler in the making. And hopefully his injury clears up shortly. So. Well, so do we, you know, and then the current value of the show. <laughs> well, just uh, to start off, we would get into the uh, nitty gritty of it all here. We start off with the Senior Football Championship on Friday night. Uh, Timmy Healy defeated Hollywood 2-11 to 1-8. A six-point win for last year's Intermediate Champions against the Intermediate Champions of 2017. Emmett, uh, Timmy Healy got the goals at the right time. Goals at the right time. Um, as I said, uh, Hollywood brought more to the game probably than I thought they were going to bring on, on first view, to be fair. Um, Tinny Healy, I know we're missing a few players, uh, up in the forwards especially, but I think, you know, it's, it's a good learning curve for that Tinny Healy team because, you know, it's senior championship now and it's not all, you know, the, the, the league form can go out the window a little bit and Hollywood's league form hadn't been great, but they brought a lot to that game. And it was just two killer goals really near the end that, that put them out. Like they were well in the game for a long, long period. 
Well, there were, but like even saying that about like they were missing a few players as well. Like Stephen Dillon was one of the main lads I hit on that they were missing to, to, to win a lot of dirty ball around the middle of the field. They didn't have Owen Darcy last year, you know, by going with the team to have last year. They had James Hederman, but James Hederman was out a good bit last year with injuries as well. I think he suffered from concussion and he got a bit of a knock on the shoulder as well. So like they, they had a lot of like Tony Darcy only come on and he, he, he changed the game a small bit too when he come on and a great man to bring on, you know. Um, he scored two very good points from play. Another one was when was waved wide. We're still up in the air whether it was a score or not like you were on the far side of the field and you, you couldn't see or like we were on the the press box side of it now I still think it was wide but because he got one of the far side over near you and he sent her over and you know by him he was delighted to get it you know but like and like Kush started off very well a minute and 12 on the clock he, he banged over a point Paddy O'Rourke was playing corner forward like two minutes 20 on the clock he got his first score and like he was back playing in the corner forward and where I had said to you off air that I think he's better wing back or he's better wing forward he has to be running at at a defence not with his back having to turn to go at goal because his, his turn of pace it's, it's absolutely ferocious now it is and like like Dara Fitch is one of the other fast lads in the county I'd, I'd put, put him up again you know and I'd like to see them toe to toe in a sprint to see who would win it yeah yeah no just as we were saying it like yeah, you know, they were always kind of looking over their shoulder, Tinny Healy, a little bit at Hollywood. They, were, they, they just couldn't really shake them off till that last few minutes or whatever. But, you know, Tinny Healy looked like a team that could blast three goals in five minutes as well, at the same time. You know, they're hard-running game when they get at teams and get at backs. Like, you have to you have to give Hollywood credit, really, the way they held them for such long periods when they were, when they were running at them so hard at times, you know. Like they're defensively, but just up front, I think Hollywood struggled a little bit. As I said, you know, look, Tony Hannon is gone, he's retired, Tom Burke is retired. We can't keep harping back to these things. But, you know, they're just lacking someone that could win that ball, be acuteness to win a free, maybe, or just to get a kick and keep the ball over the bar at, at crucial times. Yeah, but like, Tinny Healy kicked seven wides in the first half, like, um, Hollywood kicked three. Like, the, the centre back for Hollywood there, Connor Burke scored. Two points from play, and then their their full forward got the goal. Uh, Stephen Carney, but like that was after thirteen and a half minutes in the first half. They never scored in the six minute in the second half. You know, in senior football, you have to or any any code of football, you have to score. You have to keep the scoreboard ticking over. Like go over to the left hand side of the page here, you see Tina Healy. Like they were constantly tipping away. They're tipping away. Like a few drops short into the keeper's hands, but they were still creating chances. But like they got the goals as well. Like last year, goals carried them through. A lot of their games but one thing that they're not going to do this year like they got their goals is one of them i'd say was a shot from rourke dropped into crouch uh, uh, brian walsh back at the back at the net they're not going to walk the ball into the goal this year like they've done last year this is you've stepped up a serious level serious platform you're going to come up like down the channel center center back mid or center full back you're going to have hardened footballers like you're going to go r- running through yeah, down the middle you're going to be pasted yeah, as good as as good as Connor Burke was on the day, he probably found himself in a mismatch there. He was the man that ended up tracking back a while, got a little bit lost, ball over the head, and uh, Crouch was there to take it and put it into the into the back of the net. Yeah, we we're just saying, like I mean, I just reiterate, I, I I felt a bit for Hollywood. Like I mean, yeah, we've we talked about what they're missing, but what they had, what they had performed and, and came to it with the you know brought a bit of championship fight, and they knew they were going to have to fight. Like I mean, what we're saying about you know Harry Wilson played well at, at full back. I thought uh, Keane Tyrrell played well at, at midfield. I was a little bit surprised not to see Kieran Tyrrell out there. He's a, he's a championship man if ever there was one. It could be an injury there. I'm not sure. There's reasons for these things, but the one I the one I thought you know maybe was showed you where Hollywood are at in trying to get somebody into the foot. Like Michael Healy is a fabulous footballer. 
I mean, he's and he's played all his football at half back. He's a wonderful footballer. Every time any team goes up to play against Hollywood, he's the guy your nightmare. He's running at you all the time. And I felt he was kind of deployed in the forward line to try and bring a bit up there to try and just get a bit of possession up there, yeah, get yeah. a bit of, of you know. And look, try Wilfie. You know that's that's where they're at. And, and like I mean, it was just as we said, they kept at it. They had a couple of wides at a crucial time that could have made Tina Healy just think a little bit more. But look, ultimately, Tina Healy probably always had enough for it to you know to pull away and got the goals as we said. Yeah, well, in saying that about Mikey Healy, Mikey Healy was playing forward, but he was to drop back, and we were looking at it, and John Blake was picking him up, and it actually backfired a little bit on Hollywood because it brought an extra forward into the forward for the Tinny Healy to know to get up the field and you could see Alan Costello saw that after a while and he like John Blake got tired he took Blake off and brought on fresh legs you know so um, it did it backfired a little small bit on on the, the, the Hollywood they side they were probably expecting John Blake to sit back at yes the and end, do the same thing at the other end and do the same thing and yeah. probably just brought another body to the forwards where they didn't need it yeah. Hollywood didn't need it I, yeah. I will agree with you yeah. but like you hit on Harry Wilson Harry Wilson had a good game which he does nine times out of ten he'll have a very very good game but he looked a little bit lost once or twice as well he didn't go up the field um, Tinny Healy had sent in um, Rory Stokes of where number 10 he went in an odd time and him and Owen, Owen Bourne or Rockenborn wherever you want to call him they, they kept switching from the full forward line you know one in one out one in one out and when you have a lad sitting back trying to mark these you're, you're trying to look where's he gone now who have I got you know you're, you're rubbing the headlights there for two or three minutes and all you need that is a little bit to get to, to get disorientated or whatever you want to call it you know and then you're in trouble well, disorientated right. yeah I got them too was it I'm, I'm still numbed up here John sorry right and uh, you were just saying earlier, like one of your standout performers on the night for the centre back Conor Barkley, two yeah. points. He, he was he was excellent. In fair, he got two points from playing the first half, and everything that was good about Hollywood came through him. In fairness to him, you know, like he's not the biggest player in the world either, but he was he was everywhere for them. He was up and down the field for as long as he could. I thought he was outstanding. To be fair to him, and just I think we're, Rory Stokes a fantastic footballer. I think he really makes Tina Healy tick. And I think he found himself very deep sometimes, maybe too deep. And I think that's where, I think if he gets the ball within 50, 60 yards of the, of the, the opposing team's goal, I think he's the man that makes Tina Healy take because he's a very good passer of the ball. He gives and goes, but he can put that ball on, on a tuppence. But he can even you score know, from, from 40, 50 yards out well, like, you know, but I just, uh, He was very deep. He was almost in his own full back line in the first half sometimes. And, yeah. But that's probably going to have to happen at senior now as well. He's probably going to have to go back there to win that ball to try and get up the field. But I just think if they could keep him a little further up the field, that he he, he really does make them take. But one of the lads we're going to hit on that we haven't even mentioned yet was doing back. He got two fabulous points. Um, I think it was Kevin Mulhall, was it? Kevin Mulhall. Oh, he got two. Absolutely. Yeah. Like his second score. Like once again, you was over the roadside. You couldn't see that. That was a cracker of a score now, you know? Yeah, pace as well to yeah. Oh, he yeah, has, yeah. But they have, like, look, they've done a lot of work on Tina Healy over the last 15, 20 years there, in fairness to them. And it's paying dividends now. They're coming through with some. It is, and they have a fine crop. A fine, like, could they, and they, they won't be. They keep going the way they're going. They haven't. They, they know themselves. The massive improvements to make. But look, they went out. They've come up their first year in the senior championship with some of the lads. They've got the win they wanted. Was it convincing? Was enough in the end? Yeah. Could they improve? They can improve massively. You know, and they know that. You know. Yeah, but it's two points on the board. Yeah. That's, what they that's, wanted. That's what. That's what you came for. Yeah. First, first round. Uh, the next game in the senior championship was on Sunday morning, well, afternoon. 
Lessington and Bray Emmett. Um, another it was a crack of a game. Lessington come out on top three eleven to two eleven. Um, a goal half a through the second half from Jordan Nolan was the difference. Um, good performances again. Patrick O'Connor five points. I suppose beforehand we probably thought Blessington might be a bit more convincing. Were you anyway surprised by the Bray, Bray uh, the scoreline even like Bray being so close? Look again, you're back to the Championship football thing. It does strange things to teams, you know. Like league farm goes out the window. I think just looking at the Bray team on on paper, even you know that's not a bad team. Like that's not a team. Whether they'd have all those during the league, I'd be doubtful. You know, but you have the Daryl Lawns, Mark Lennon, John Henderson, Owen McCormack, half forward line there. You know, fan, three fantastic footballers like Dermot Masterson. Like, you know, they have a lot of good footballers and they're going to be no easy turn for anyone in that group. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and like that will give them, I think John Henderson picked up a, a, an injury the as well. on his shoulder, yeah. Yeah, so. John, like, and saying that John was flying, it's like, I think he got 1-1 at the stage and he just sets the tone, like you were saying about um, Stokes there for Tilling Healy. Henderson sets the tone for, for Bray in both codes, I think. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he does definitely as well. But look, Blessington will be really happy with that victory. You know, that's two points in a tough group. That's two points on the board. You know, as we'll talk about in a minute, there's a bit of a shock in one of the other games as well now, which makes which makes that two points even better, really. Like So, as I said, if you're any of those teams on two points tonight after the weekend... You don't really care how you got them. No, you don't. <laughs> you know and what like, I mean? Like, as, as we talked about Thursday as well, I, I did say about Blessington, I said they, they haven't done a whole lot, but they've done enough in the league. They're sco- they've scored well once again. Yeah. They, look, they conceded as well, but they scored 3-11. They conceded 2-11, but they still got the win. You know, um, and... I missed the first half, or I missed all of it, sorry, I was up in uh, Roundwood, well, and I was just following, trying to follow the updates while I was working up there as well. I tell you, Blessing, or Bray, Bray were in a 1-4 um, to a point lead after 15 minutes, and were fully worked their their six-point lead, and Curtis Garrity scored two two goals in, in 40 seconds, and turned it completely on his head, like, it's from there on, it was tit for tat the whole way through, Um, I think it was a bit of a killer ball, they took a little bit of a while to sort of recover from it, but the goalkeeper Ty Dornan made a couple of good saves as well. I think he stopped one from from um, Mike O'Connor and one from Owen Kyo. So, like, Blessington probably did get out of jail a little bit, like, you know? Yeah. And I say they're happy to have Boatman back there as well. Boatman is away and, there. Well, he went off very early and, and did he? Gavin Murray came on for him. Gavin, Gavin had a good game. He, he steadied, steadied the shift there for, for Blessington there. Big unit. Yeah. Big unit, you know, like but Boatman as well. He he, as I say, he went off injured, but he good to have him back on the starting team. I haven't saw too many like I wasn't that a whole lot of games for Blessing this year as well, and but he was away traveling as well. I don't believe, and you know, like it's good to have him back. Like he was on the county panel there last year and the year before, and it's good to have him back. Like and I suppose like if he is injured, to be looking to try to get him back as fast as possible. You know, and then like just like Blessington will be looking forward now as well. Their next game is a real showdown with bottom glass after bottom glasses weekend as well so like they'll have one eye on that saying you know we can we can do bottom glass a little bit of damage here yeah yeah we you, know, you know so like the year, yeah. yeah yeah so look that's that's the way it's said uh, look at the, the two points on the board it's it's probably you know if you're a brave player tonight it's a little bit hard to take i suppose after tron after losing john and after tron the kitchen sink at them but look they're not in a bad place either if they're putting 211 past they're not Blessington, you know and, and they'll definitely 
you know, no one will want to want to play them in the future. No, because like you're saying, like they were in Division One A there, and they, they barely just stayed over the relegation zone there. You know, Bray, yeah, Bray. You yeah. know, like and I said, they, like I. I, might be, I was a little bit critical on him. I wasn't giving him much of a, a chance again, again, Blessington, and they did surprise me, like, you know. But um, we'll move on then. Yeah, sure. It was the staying group too. We'd go on to the next game that day, and I suppose it's the result of the weekend from everyone in Wicklow's sort of perspective, and they're looking at it. Uh, Avondale had a very comprehensive win over Bothan Glass. The score was. Um, 413 to 110. Yeah. 413 to 210, yeah. Um, Avondale. Out of blocks like a, uh, I don't know what would you call it, Alan. You would have a spade for something. Like a rat of a trap, I suppose. Like a rat of a trap. You know, and uh, look at <laughs> we got a few, we got a few digs in there and comments off uh, Avondale's there. I suppose rightly so. Yeah. Um, we, Absolutely. I won't say we were running down the last day, but we were bottom glass were the in the informed team. Well, Avondale were as well. Don't get me wrong. They went up in their league, up to Division One. Um, bottom glass won it, and. Um, or one division one, and they started the better. Like we were saying, Avondale, if they turn up, they'll do a number on you, and if they don't turn up, they won't do a number on you. Like if you if they let them, they remind me of the Schlele team years ago with the Burns in it for goals. They're hungry for goals, and they run at you. I think the statement I said the last day, they'll run at you like a tidal wave if you let them. You know, and a lad texted me the other day saying, um, maybe all Avondale needed was a manager. Yeah, <laughs> certainly looking that way anyway, isn't it? I know I'm actually delighted for I was talking to some of them yesterday evening and they're on cloud nine in fairness to them. But look, that's that has been in as you said, you know, that has that has been part of their game. They can take anyone asunder. They're big key now going forward and they're probably going to say, Oh, this lad, here he goes. But yeah. their big key going forward is consistency now. Yeah. They have to bring it the next day. I hope to do. You know, the Verog next. If they don't be a Herog beaten bottom less, it'll, it'll be quickly forgotten. You know, and I think they just have to bring what was a fantastic brand of football to play. It was unbelievable. Yeah, they, yeah. Like yeah. Barton Lass, Barton Lass are a seasoned senior football team, and they just tore them asunder. They just they were they were looking at one another. They were like they were caught in headlights. Barton Lass completely. They just ignored them. I mean, and even like you say, they're a seasoned football team. They've a seasoned line as well. And like, I mean, David McMahon, Paul Kenny, both managers in their own right. Kieran Foley, a legend, and up in Barton Lass and Sean O'Brien, of course, as well. And look. You know, this isn't in any way disingenuous to anyone. They were beaten all ends up, and yeah. it was a surprise. Yeah. You know, outside Avondale, I don't think there's too many people are going to say that they predicted it. Avondale were worth every one of their points. They never took the foot off the pedal. And to be fair, like I've been on the line, we've, we've all been there. You can't plug every hole. And, like, I mean, they just had so many battles lost out on the day and I won't like hearing it but you know you look at it I, you know I looked at it and I said somebody said to me afterwards the bottom glass were complacent I don't think they were I looked at their team like I mean they they, they didn't start Kevin Murphy they didn't start Keen Lee they, they'd obviously taught these things through like you don't start them if they're injured or for tactical reasons both of them came on so very, like, early. Very, very early, very early. Yeah. So like, I mean, bottom glass. You know, you'd never, you'd never levy that criticism on it that they were complacent or they didn't think it through. They thought that through. They knew, like Avondale on a day between them and Blessing, and the two biggest teams in the world. Like, I mean, if they if they line out the men they have, like bottom glass may looked at that Mikey English and we'll stick in Pat Burke with him. You know, we'll match him in midfield. You know, Barry Barry Sheen and Ian Ian McDonald. But like, look at they. I I think bottom glass thought it through. I don't think they were complacent. 
Uh, but I just think on the day they were beaten on every line on the pitch, and that's just what it is. Like, I mean, they were, and they, they, they'd have to say that themselves. They like, they're, you know, you were looking at it going, you know, like Oshie McGrainer got two four from play, Connor Byrne got one four from play. But the fact of the matter was, like, there was guys there breaking their heart trying to mark them, and they had no one else to do the job. Like, I mean, you know, nobody in the whole locker room last Sunday wanted uh, Thomas Burke's job in a full in a full back. On yeah, but let's McGrain. rewind a year here, right, for the crack. Since we are here, like, and we'll debate it, but no, no disrespect to yourself, Emmett, like you were with them last year, myself and John, you we were with Hannah Cora, and that's fair enough, right? Avondale went out the first game last year again, right now. 5-11 to 2-7, right? Avondale scored 2-7. Glass went out in their first game, they went out again, um, again, Newtown. Newtown scored 8 points, Glass scored 4-17. You know, it's a, it's a flip of the coin. Like but you or at you or sorry, Avondale went out and done all the scoring and bottom glass. So like looking ahead on paper, like we were t- talking about the bottom glass, the youth they're after coming through with their their twenties and a few other minors and all, and they're the informed team. And like maybe it's a little, as I say, dis- disrespectful to say to Avondale as well that they're not the informed team because they did go up and won their league. But they they're after really turning up. They've done a number, you know, and you say it's about progressing on the next day now. And if they don't get a result, it's all for nothing, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, it's, uh, the, no one, no, there's no six backs in the county who want to play against Avondale the next day if they turn up like that because they were just they were literally unplayable, you know. But I just think John McGrath wasn't there for for Bottomless on on Sunday, and I think. But is he a nine point difference? So he's, 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 he's not a nine point difference. He's not a nine point difference. But I think they, without him, they were a divide of a leader. They were divided someone to stop that game, to say they had a head injury. I know I'm going down around. But, uh, Jason stop Kennedy the game, as well was just, another one. Do you know well, what I mean? Just Jason stop Kennedy, the game, yeah. turn the thing, to slow it down for a few minutes and say, you know, we're in the white heat here, we're getting roasted. You know, even even Mark Jackson looking at him, he ran behind the goal every time to get the ball. And, that, yeah. you know, just take the sting out of him a little bit when, when they were run. But look, you can't take away. I mean, they scored 4-13, they left three goals out there. They could have had another three goals as well, you know. We, we but on the flip side of that, just before I finish, Bottomless scored two ten on Sunday, and they must have kicked 15 wides, or up there in that number. They kicked a lot of wides. we we done the statistics on it. Bottomless did have more shots on, on goal than Avondale. Uh, I can't remember the exact number of time. But Avondale, out of 23 shots on goal, converted 17. Like, that's great shooting in yeah. championship football. Yeah, and that has been their Achilles heel down the down the last couple of years. It has been a big, a major Achilles heel. Like, and they just hit everything. Everything they hit went for them. Yeah, yeah and and like uh, they were way the better team. But I just think you know, as I said about Barton last as well, their next game with Blessington coming up. I think Sean O'Brien is going to learn a lot about what he has in that dressing room over the next week or so. Yeah. I think he has to learn. But I think he's going to have it. He's going to find out what he has in that dressing room now because if if Blessington do a number on them now. There's no team. They still have Pats to play. They still. Yeah. There's no team going to come out of that group with three losses. No. And, and like you know, like, I mean, look at not not that anybody would be overthinking it, but like I mean, if you could get Glass out of this early on, yeah. you know, you'd be saying well, to yourself, well, you know, Pats and, and yeah. the rest of the teams have to be looking at like to, you know, it's ruthless. It's championship. If you can get rid of them early, like. Yeah, you know what I mean, like they're 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 a number, they're a big number gone if they are gone. But look, oh, massive scalp. We're right. I'm not writing an obituary on bad no, last no. year because no, no. I think that I think they'll be there or thereabouts, and I think it's it's just it's actually what that has done within the group is it has made the rest of this group a must see. 
Because every match in it now is going to have to be a must-see because it's pure championship now from now on. Well, I'm glad some of it has backfired on us, what we were saying anyway, because it gave us (laughs) something to talk about here, you know. Absolutely, look at it. Like like I said, you know, if there's someone outside Avondale that predicted that text in there now, I don't know if there's too many of them that did. I'm sure people in Avondale had a bit of quiet confidence, and rightly so, and fair play to them. Um, But... And the, the you know if you were if we were asking last week you know who are the contenders for the championship we'd all have to hold our hands up and say you know Bolton last would be in the conversation for, as a contender for the championship so we're talking about you know this is you know it's turned it on its absolute head like I mean again just a word for Avondale like looking at them like I mean they they just you know the the the, the lads that they had out who some of them may have misfired a bit over the last few years and maybe not you know fulfilled some some of the promise like but. You know, they absolute every single one of them absolutely opened it up there on Sunday. Like I mean, you know, uh, and like Sully says, if they, it's just the, I, to follow to follow that up now and break up the bit of the dynasty. Like I mean, you know, you know, we're not going predicting it now, but you know, it's it's rat new Balkan last. It's the same conversation, Pat's. That's the conversation that everybody's having. This, you know, get in there now and shake the whole thing up. They've nothing to fear now. Absolutely nothing to fear. Like I mean, they're in a, you know, you know. In a relegation match last year, and now you know, Baker's David Mark on Baker were absolutely revelation. Eugene Dunn, look, he's always going to give it to you. He was a great head out there. Look, you could go through them all, and I'm sure they look. They probably the the thing for them now is just a, a bit of calm composure at some point over the next week and get ready for. Look, they're they're not they're not without their you know. You look at the subs bench. Ross Ward was very good last year. Paddy Gagan is there. Yeah. You know, Jack Manley was a revelation coming through a minor last year. Kieran didn't start. Searsha Kieran didn't start. And I don't know. He's a county player, and I don't know the the reason he cried off, but I think it actually. It, it, it steeled them a little bit more because Owen Baker went back on the edge of the square David Baker went to centre back yeah. Conor Byrne came in at centre forward where he had all the space of Ockram to run and I think it just it actually it didn't do them an awful lot of harm the fact that Searsha is a great player but it didn't actually it didn't actually weaken them that much you know losing a player like him which is a thing to say for any club yep. you know what I mean but like the, the thing you know, the thing like look I I have to probably as I said we're not writing in a victory but like the like I probably played against Sean O'Brien towards the end of his year like one of the things and we're not being silly but one of the things that will probably disappoint to be hugely involved in last year is there was there was certain scores on the day there were certain passages of play where there literally wasn't a hand laid in an Avondale man and that's testament to Avondale's fitness their fluidity the way to move the ball and all that but just maybe were involved in last undercooked were they you know I said they weren't complacent but you know did they Lacking a bit of zip, I don't know. They just, they they could not lay a hand on him. They couldn't lay a hand on him. Well, for, well one for, thing for sure, I'll say, if there's anyone to regroup him and get him back, it's Sean O'Brien. Without a doubt, there is no doubt, doubt about it. Without a doubt, he's the man you'd want in the dressing room this week, anyway. Definitely, yeah. if, if if it is, you know. And I think the way I use this, back. use this. They're up on Garden County Sport now, and they're saying you're 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 a, you're a busted flush. You know, use it like they have to. You know, yeah. we want to see Vodglas playing and playing well. We want an active, competitive. Championship for this county. That's what we want. We don't well, there are bookmakers all over the place. Actually, delighted this weekend because they did triple up there. Now, some of them was even, and some of them wasn't bad on money, you know. Yeah. And we we had got a piece of it there to, to share out there last week. And Barton Das was the one to let them down because the Gerald's won and Pat's won, and like and the amount of people that were texting me in, uh, go like we weren't going mad, but like just saying and Pat Pat's Pat's let us down, like you know, or saying, or, sorry, Barton Das let us down, you know. And so like 
<laughs> I say so the, the bookmakers are happy anyway. That's for sure. Oh, you know. Yeah, <laughs> just just sure. before we we switch off from the after the Boston last game, last week we said one we seen one of the goals of the year last year in the Denard, or last week in the Denard and Kilcool game. Yeah. Connor or Connor Burns goal, the third goal for halftime, individual brilliance. I have to say it. Little he like as you said earlier, he wasn't touched running down the wing. Little solo dummy, sold the keeper. Keeper went down. Jackson sort of could have gone down for a penalty actually at the yeah, end and, and then finished it such a cool head from such a young man and it's one of my contenders for goal of the year as well so I just want to point that out before we go any further uh, fair play yep but we move on to the we will skip we go we keep in group two we go on to the, the final game of the Sunday evening Pats against Aerog. Uh, Pats struck late to get the win here uh, they two um it was 210 to 19, was it? Or 211 to 19, yeah. 211 to 19, sorry, yeah. And right up until the 50, 58 minutes, um, Dean Healy struck, goal. struck for a goal. I think two of the last three scores from uh, Pats were actually goals. But Erog, um, probably written off by a lot of people in the county. And by us as well, we will say that, right? A, um, very, a very stretched panel. When you look at it, um, the 21 listed on the programme, uh, I know he won't be saying like Billy Goody, he, he wasn't going to be playing this year. Like Anto Byrne ended up going the other day, had to use him. Sean Noss was lost injured. So they are very stretched. Chester, of course, is missing and a few others. Danny Woods. Danny Woods. It was a very good performance by Aerog. Oh, it was. Um, but in saying that, Aerog scored 1 9. They scored 1 1 from play. You know, they, they scored eight frees. You know, like, I know, look, at they're, they're creating chances they're getting frees, you know, to, to look at it that way. But, um, like, Pats, they, they, they got the job done. They kind of got coming back onto the Tinny Healy thing um, that they, they didn't do it overly comfortably, but they got the result. And I think you hit on it last week, Emma, you're saying that, that Pats and Rack New were probably two of the only teams in the county that could possibly not do well this week or last week, or whatever you want to call it, and and recover, yeah. you know? So, and that we, they, they've got it, they've got the result, but Dean Healy, I think he was the main orchestrator and everything there. He, he scored one three from play. He's a beast. He is an absolute <laughs> bear of a man. simple beast. And the last, if you look at the replay county final last year with seven, eight minutes to go, you look at the last 10 minutes the semi-final against Ragnew in the league, the last 10 minutes in the final against Bolton last. He was the man that carried that ball, that ran, that got frees, that got scores. Yeah. And he's just, well, he's a level above anything, I think, in the county at this minute, in fairness to him. Well, even saying that, and he picks his moments, and I won't say he got he disappeared from time. Like, from the position he plays in, he's not the tallest lad, but he makes up for it with his determination, his grit, and his raw power. That go back to the Kildare match in the second half of the Kildare match over in Carlo, he owned it the middle of the field. Now Wicklow got dominated in the first half. Now just not getting away from the club championship here, but he absolutely come alive in the second half and took the game to them like he did yesterday, like he did in the county final. He will go. He won't go around you. He'll go through you if you're not getting out of your way. Out of his way, you're coming with him. You know, and like his goal, his points, like one of his points could have been a goal as well. And I'd say on the head of it, like. Looking at it, it'd be great to be in the dressing room to, to have someone like that in the dressing room that you know has that in their locker, whatever. But I'd say the way Pat's played yesterday, I'd say Casey is happy enough 
because I'd say it's probably the little bit of a boat they wanted as well to say. Yeah, well, definitely. Yeah. They've won eight or nine matches in a row, I think, at the end of the league. They're culminating in the league final. They've come into a championship. You know, all the talk all week was probably about, oh, sure, rogue aren't going well, like, and there's a few lads missing. And, you know, and that does get in, no matter what managers do, no matter mm. what you, that gets into players' heads. You know, it just, it, it filters into lads' heads and, it, and their heads are turned a little bit. But, you know, to get there, to maybe be caught a little bit flat and to get a win, as I said, anyone with two points this evening are happy campers, no matter how they got to them. Well, up to 18 minutes in the second half, when Paul Earls got his goal, everyone was kind of wondering, the God, is there going to be a shock here? Yeah, because it, 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 it was it was it was only two points, and I think at that stage, like, and was looking towards that, you know, and then like that goal that that Paul Dowhover, then then Healy's goal that just completely yeah that seeking the hall together, I suppose. But yeah, um, well, the, the, I think the, that brought it back. Um, it was one uh, when they got the goal. It was one, it was one ten to to one six at that stage. Yeah, yeah. Before they got the goal, it was ten points to one. So it was a point in it. Yeah, yeah. That big term with Paul Ayers rolling yeah. back the years is like uh, the jump with the keeper to turn the ball over and stroke home. The other game of the weekend in the senior football championship was Arklow Jers against Kilfegan. Arklow, of course, an up and coming team, uh, fancied by a lot of people. I think they're one of the favourites for the championship. They had a comfortable win, three nineteen to three nine. Yeah, and it wasn't all like the scoreboard wasn't reflected all there. The story of the game. There was a few heavy talking points in this game now. Um, look, we're not going to we're not going to criticize match officials and things like that now. But like there was a good few talking points in this game. A uh, few red cards should have been some of them. I don't believe some of them should have been yet. Um, but definitely two shouldn't have been in my book anyway. Uh, Turl and Rory, Rory Finn got sent off. For what I've looked back at the video, I can't see what they done. Um, there was a small bit of handbags, this, that, and the other. That was used. That's the first time and only time I'll use that statement tonight, Kev. And uh, I got pulled up on that the last day. But, uh, but they were sent off anyway, two, two uh, red cards. And, but the biggest talking point was the penalty, the penalty decision. There, there was one umpire at either end of the field, and the referee. Which, I, I, that's okay. That, it's not that, good enough for senior it's championship. It's not good enough for senior championship, and they should have been uh, mic'd up. And we were told that they. The equipment was there, but it wasn't used. Whether that's the truth or not, I don't know, right? But we'll get back to the the, uh, the moment at hand. Anyway, we're talking about was that Shawnee was took down for a penalty, and it wasn't allowed. And straight it was game played on. The game yeah. played on, and the umpire put his hand up to get the referee's decision. The ball went up the field, and Tierney McBride put it over the bar for the yard lines. The referee's attention was got. He was brought back, and he was told what happened. The referee went up then and told at the the other end of the field, across the flag and disallowed the point. Right, and he went back and awarded the penalty. Scored the penalty. So, the, the point I'm getting to is, I don't think the umpire can bring attention unless he's asked his opinion what happens. And a decision. And a decision. Yeah. And he can't make a decision for the referee, right? So, I like it's not a VAR. Like, you know, it just can't happen. So, but, but I'm going around roundabouts here, but what I'm trying to come at is, if this comes down to points decision or score difference at the end of this group stage, right? Especially when it's so open after when, the results, right? suppose, yeah. If it comes down to that, and the Geraldines don't get out of their group, right? Because of a point or two, there was a four-point swing there, don't forget, right? If they don't get out of that group on, on, on score difference, head for the hills, boys. You know, there's going to be wigs on the green. Look, it's, it's you know, 
If this equipment is there, why is it not used? If this, you know, if you're a player, you're training since last November three or four times a week. You're leaving your family. You're going out. You know, you go down Hockram for the first round of the championship. There's not the correct number of officials there. You know, there's the, the correct equipment is not being used. Like everything that that should aid a referee should be used, and like I just think I think at this day and age I don't think it happened anywhere else. To be honest, no. I th- I th- I'm not running down and look at I I'm a staunch GM and everyone knows that. But we we all are. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. But I just think that in this day and age, like people are giving up too much to put their lives on hold to play this game for their clubs to be treated like that. Be honest, yeah, you know, and I think it shouldn't happen. It just the, shouldn't. The only happen. thing I'd, I'd add to it, I suppose, it just in, in, in fairness, well, in defence of the referee, I suppose I've done a bit umpiring, and one of the one of the dictates when you're umpiring is if you, if you call the referee in, something has to come out of that, right? So straight away, when that has happened, now you can debate. So the referee has to go and react. To it. He has to go back to the umpire, right? Now, what happens after that? Is with, with between the two of them, like the, how they deal with it, but like you have to know as an umpire if you're calling them in that, that it, you have to be right, you've got to be right. And you know, perhaps I wasn't there, so I'm just giving a bit of, a bit of an, al- an alternative side of it. So I do feel for the referee that if you put in that position, be called in with the umpire, and again, and I'm not playing the umpire, play, he's the one that turned up, you know, he, he, he's volunteering as well. But it's just, but like, yeah, it's what just, he says, just, just I'm gonna put you up on that. Can I just cut in for yeah. on this point? We have a, a message in from a referee saying an umpire cannot call a foul, but he can't, like, no, okay, right, but that, that is at, the yeah. fact that, like, okay, I've done you, you call a person, you can call a, a, a an off the ball incident, but you can't call a foul. A, a, you know, a you can call. You're there for a score. Yeah, a wide, a sixty-five or forty-five, or square ball, or, so, or an off, or an off the ball yeah. incident. In, in, incident. You cannot, as far as I know, you cannot bring it to the referee's discretion or attention no. that it is a penalty or a free. Well, if that was the case, the game would stop every minute yes. because every time a corner back would pull a jersey or pull a yeah. You'd have an umpire saying, well, there's a free here. Yeah. Free, no, free. Yeah. You know, but lads tangle off the ball like nine times out. No, but they can do that. Like, I mean, no, but that's yeah, the one you're wanting you know, for. You yeah. want the umpire for that, that the cornerback is tormenting the full the corner for. Now, I'm sure. I've told them three times, the umpire, I have t- the umpire is the umpire, have told that cornerback, if he does not stop, I will call in the referee. That's how you go. That's how that is dealt with, as far as I'm concerned. If... As you, as you say, you cannot be calling fouls because then the game stops every three minutes. You've now got six officials on the pitch, or in our case there was four because there was only two umpires, but you've now got six on the pitch and not one. But I do say, I do feel for the referee. Oh, right, of course. Yeah, he's brought idea. back. He, ha- like he, has to, he has to acknowledge that he's been called in. If there's, no, if there's no microphone there, he does not know he's been called in. He could be getting called back for what he should be being called back. Yeah. Now I'm back here. Now the conversation's happening. That maybe should have been yeah. where a cool head was needed and just, okay, hold on. But yeah. that, that moment sort of nearly turned the game. I think Shawnee got a goal moments later and then Padre Tool got a goal, brought it back. I think it came back to four points at one stage, and didn't Yeah, well, as I say, like, get, you know, not taken away from, from the game. Like The, the Geraldines, they've laid down a serious marker here. Like, let's get away from their effort a minute. Like, 65 yeah. seconds when they got their first goal. Like, Dara Fitz, yeah. And, and then he went off injured. But listen, Arkla laid down marker last year, as we all know. Did, that, the mar- that marker's been there since since early doors last year. What, what I'd probably take more from, from the result would be Kiltegan getting 3 9. Yeah. yeah. I think that's what Arkla would probably be looking at this week as well. Like, like, 18 points is a big score to concede in football. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's uh, the same Farrell goes, there's a lot of kicking on nineteen. Now I know they scored three nineteen, three twenty, whatever it was. But you know, three nine is a big score to concede and I don't think Arto will be happy this evening with that. No, it won't think be. be working on that. And like Shawnee scored two five or two six of that, right? And he will do that. He That's will do that. Will if do he that. gets yeah. a look at and he could have possibly had more. You know, he definitely had one or two. Was Tom Marr pulled off a, a, a save. Now he dove or dived or whatever way you want to, across to get hand. He, Ian Tharp wouldn't have done it off the platform to get it the way he got across to get his hands to that and blocked it down. Anto, Anto Furlong, his brother, got in the way of another shot and you could see Shawnee absolutely livid with him, more or less to say, get out of my way, you know, because he was about to pull a rasper again, you know. But I look at as I, from the same match last year, like, I mean, Tom Marr is one of the, like, he's probably, I don't know if it's just injuries have gotten his way or, Studying or whatever it is, I'm not sure, but he's one of the one of the, the finer fullbacks in the county, without a doubt, and I, I should definitely be on the county panel, in my opinion. And his brother won't be far after him this year either. But uh, like I mean, there's a couple of like if if Shawnee's on that sort of form, you know, there's a couple of nice little fullback tussles going to happen in that group. You can see it, like Harry Wilson, we mentioned him earlier. Uh, Rat new if 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 the bowl Damien is back in there, there'll be nice mouth water and a couple of battles there, and especially if Shawnee's in that form, it's great to see him back. Like I mean, as we said last week, Ligon have had a, a pretty, pretty torrid there, uh, pretty torrid um, league campaign, you know, and then numbers down and the whole that. So look, great to see him there and Anthony there and um, putting up a score like that. They won't look; they're still they still got a zero on the points column, like. But uh, but you you said it, I mean, like that if like that the Ireland Cup up there in Kilhegan. Right, and that they're saying that they're definitely if they can go out that long diagonal ball into Sean, it'll have a chance. They couldn't. They double marked him. He's he's like a magnet when the ball goes into him. Like he's able to drop his left shoulder and and sell you with his right. And he, he would pivot on a sixpence. It's the ball coming in. You yeah. have to stop. It's basically anyone that lines up out forty five yards lines up to send it there. That's where you have to stop it. And Rory because Rory drops out. Scotty, yeah. you're in trouble. You know. I mm-hmm. mean, he's because he's done it on every fullback. Yeah. He's done it on the best fullbacks in the country. To yeah. be fair to him, you know. Yeah. And he's that sort of player, like. And it's just, you have to just, you know, cut out the source of the ball coming in. Yeah. And that's... Like just on the point when you're saying that the ball's coming into him, like the Arclo also lost Kieran Hyland yesterday, it looked like a hamstring mm-hmm. injury. So there's, there are for sure, Kieran Hyland, Arclo's probably two, our main players, you could say. And, and Tyrrell gone on a red card. Yeah, so two. they're three down possibly for the next day. But, back, I don't to, know. back, back yeah. to the case in point on the, on the weekend, there's two players that you'd fancy to maybe shore up a bit to stop those balls coming in. But, Losing them, it sort of sort of exposed a bit of a weakness, maybe. Yeah. You know? yeah. But, but like, look, Kildee, I, Kildee are probably the last when when they, when they have their men out, they probably the last two or three years have probably they they they've got that down to a fine arc. Like Calvin Fitzgerald, Park, Cattle, Stephen Farrell, they all know the score. Rory Finn, obviously, they know the score. And like, I mean, it's it's a you know, it's not as as you say, stopping it's the job, but it's it's, it's fairly tough to stop a 50, 60 meter diagonal ball that, that you know that's just being put in. Like it, it's not you know they're not trying to run it. They're not trying to run it up to the tw- up to the twenty meter line and put it in. They're putting it in out from deep. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's exactly it. Now, Danny Rebbin would be happy with the two points on the board uh, there in the senior. So that will wrap up the senior championship. We're going to go to a quick advert. We'll be back in thirty or seconds or a minute with an uh, intermediate roundup from the weekend. We'll be chattering and nattering in the garden county shed. But if a decent match comes up, then we'll do that instead. Winners Enclosure Bookmakers, your local independent bookmaker. 
Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat and Instagram for all our daily specials and enhanced odds. Phone us on 1-890-429-863. Murphy's Liquidation Furniture and Garden County Sport. We'll be chattering and nattering in the Garden County Shed. But if the decent match comes up, then we'll do that instead. Winners and Closure Bookmakers, your local independent bookmaker. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat and Instagram for all our daily specials and enhanced odds. Phone us on 1-890-429-863. Murphy's Liquidation Furniture and Garden County Sport. Welcome back there now. Um, we're on to Intermediate Football Championship um, on Saturday, the first game uh, in Group 1. This is the group with Ballymass Kukeno. Kukeno had a one-point win a week and a half ago. Lara got the better of Balnacar in, in a local derby, 16 points to 7. Probably the well-deserved, it was a well-deserved nine-point win. Anyway, could uh, more. It was, like, Lara, Lara scored 16 points. 15 from play. Yeah. Right. People can say you have to beat, you can only beat what's in front of you. That's, it was a local derby, right? Um, Balnacar are under pressure up there with numbers. There's no doubt about it. Everyone knows that, you know. Um, I've three cousins that play on the team up there and they'll be telling you as well. They, after 30 seconds on the clock, they're full forward there. He's a serious, serious Mark Miley, the captain for, for Lara. He's a serious big gear. Now, he was, he was on fire. Now, and so was a good few of them. Like, you know, uh, handling him into the field. Had another monster game. Um, the number 10 there from David Miley. I think you you admire him as a, a baller. You saw him playing. And, and the other side there, um, or, middle, or center forward, was John forward, Nolan. John Nolan, John Nolan yeah. had an, last year and the year before. In the, in the year they won the Junior A and when they won the, or, or they got done well in the Intermediate last year, he was one of their main tallies men. You know? he, he got four, five points. He got four from yeah. playing one. From he got the three. Yeah. But saying that, Van were missing probably one of the most the missing. best natural <coughs> footballer in the county. I'd have to say in in Paddy Byrne. Paddy Byrne, yeah. Pa- he's yeah. A serious talent. He is massive loss. Like he, he look without a doubt. Like I mean, he's, he's been like I mean the, this Van team has been around a couple of years, and like I mean, I've tried to paint with them on, on a few times for both the Cool and Anacara, and um, like I mean. They have they have a, a real local little shape about them. They're they're it, it, it's a it's a moment in time for them and they've had for the last ten years and you know, there's a group of players there, but Paddy Byrne has probably been the standout guy for them. Um and you know, to miss him on that day, you know, when Lara looking at Balnacar they're going, you know, what are my matchups? Who can you know you know, this guy can take that guy. You know, there's a lot of clubs in the county would look at Banlacar going, right, they can take a lot of these, but Paddy Byrne, I don't know, can they deal with him? We just have to, t- you know, we'll plan for the worst and hope for the best there. And Paddy Byrne not starting was 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 a big boost for, for Lara, without a doubt. Yeah. Um, like Lara, or Banlacar only scored three points in the first half. Like Lara scored 10. You know, they, they, they found their scores a lot easier. They just got, they got momentum going. They got, you know, to put their shoulders at the wheel and, and like you have they've had to play Connor Parsons back centre back. Connor Parsons is an out and out he's a forward. Like he'll score anywhere from the half 
forward line up like he's scored he's scored two savage scores you know again it's like Rory Stokes with Tina Healy when he's too deep he can't do the damage he, yeah. can't, he can't run the game the way he needs to run the game and, and he is the one that runs Paddy Byrne is the box to box player yeah. but Connor's the man that runs the game for, for Balnacar like he, yeah. he I'd say Dickie Doyle was delighted to he see gets him the, he gets heading the ball centre back 50 there. yards out he picks the pass he, you know, or Dickie Byrne sorry he, he never gives away the ball you know what I mean yeah. like Connor he, do, he doesn't give bad ball like and you know, he, hard to dispossess as well. Hard to dispossess, yeah. and when he's too deep down the field, you, that was always going to be a problem. Scores were going to be a massive problem for them, you know. Yeah, and I suppose on the part of probably one of the standout forwards at this level as well, James Murphy, he went off injured as well in the first half. He was a massive blow for them. Um, but in saying that, they probably weren't a nine point loss, like the two, two last three weren't nine point differences in the game. So fair play to Lara, they've continued going, they've done well. Good win for them to get their championship up and running. And sitting at top of the group, sitting at top of group one there. Well, listen, you look at you look at Lara, and they've lost precious little championship matches in the last three seasons. Yeah, I mean, you know they 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 won the junior junior A two years ago, got went on a run, got a run in Leinster, went through the the intermediate championship last year, lost the semi final. Like I mean, so you, you're talking at the, at this moment, that's a t- that's a championship team. Like I mean, they're same manager, same squad, whatever. They probably may have a few lads in and out. I wouldn't be that familiar with it, but like I mean, they've lost very little championship football in the last three years. There's not too many other like I mean, Pats. Like that's the sort of yeah. that's the sort of calibre you're talking about as far as wins and losses. Like goes. it's a very young Larry team. There's a couple of seasoned heads on it now as well, but like there's a very young core in it there with with the Mighties and. Stephen Olihan, um, Damien Handen, you know, Eric Olihan, Miley's very, very young core on the team as well. So. Like one of the oldest probably on it now looking at, let's say, is either uh, Brendan Ward or uh, Gary Cullen. Maybe, I'm not I'm not wholly sure about Brendan Ward's age, but Gary Cullen, he's my age. Or maybe a little bit weighted, like you're talking 38, stroke 39. Like, that's that's not bad, you know, as as it goes. Because like, all the rest of them are down, down in their 20s, like. You young, know, young 20s, yeah, like Miles Conway, come on there. He's another fella, he's my age. Like, I just know that because I played again, I'm like all, all, all the way up along, you know. So, um, you go to the other side of it, like Balnacor, they're young as well, but they're just they're just struggling for numbers, and that's that's the bottom line. Like, you go over to this side of the page, you have 26 named in the program, you have 22 on the Balnacor side, and like, um, you don't even have uh, Paddy Byrne on that. Oh, Paddy Byrne wasn't it? Sorry, Byrne's excuse me. Yeah. yeah. Like, the other lad they've lost is James, James uh, Byrne's brother, isn't it? Christopher. Oh, Murphy. Christopher Murphy. Christopher, yeah. he, he was with him. Like, he's a big loss to them. Look, Christopher Murphy was playing, playing county panel two years ago. Yeah, you know, that's a big loss club, to them. For yeah. a club like Balnacar, you know, that's, that's a massive loss for a club. The club, best club loss for any club, but, like, I mean, you know, uh, for Balnacar, that, that, that's a big loss, of course, yeah. But look... I think he was gone last year, so you're talking about this year. Those lads won't want to be talking about who's gone two years ago. You know? No, no, no. Um, look, yeah, we won't go too much further. Not there's not too much more to say, but really, like, unfortunately, like, and it, it was, it wasn't a great game. It wasn't a great day. The weather was, we're on a feeling. Another lad actually, he's gone to Canada, I think, isn't he? Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, like, and it was, it was bad conditions. So we'll, we'll move on now to the next one. Yeah, the next one, uh, Denard, Glen, and Carnew was supposed to be an absolute cracker. Um, Denard leading coming into the last few minutes and I think Justin House popped up with a goal for Carnew they won on a score was it 117 to uh, 213 yeah. so uh, Emmett good good start for Carnew and a, a tough battle always tough battles with Denard Glenn a tough really tough battle but a great game of football to be fair um, it was a humdinger now from both sides you know um, <laughs> if someone told me going up to the match that Denard had scored 213 
because very seldom Karen you would score more than that, that, that you know they're not a prolific team really but it was a real cracker of a game and it was seesawing all the time I think they were level on a number of occasions Karen you would go two points up Donard would come back and then go two points up but Donard just kicked they went 212 to 11 points at one stage and it just looked like Karen you were dead and buried but I have to give it to Karen you were missing six or seven with injuries as well and I have to give it to James Hickey he has a group of lads there and whatever he's doing with him they, they'll do anything for him yep. if, he, if, if he asks them to run up the mountain they'll run up the mountain and it's just whatever grip he has on them lads and you know John Kavanagh was excellent on freeze he kept the scoreboard taking over I saw a few of them he kicked freeze from everywhere crackers. Was left him. crackers off either side yeah. now, to be fair he kept the scoreboard taking over you know Brendan McRae wasn't having one of his greater evens up until the last few minutes he really kicked into the game played really well you know and Gilligan and, and you know and like other days when th- those things were going wrong, you know, did it really went wrong? Yeah. You know, but like the stuck ahead, Karen, you, but I have to say, I don't think Donard are gone out with this championship by any manner of means. I, uh, they played fantastic football. Well, you could see the two goals that Daly got in there, two long balls yeah. in, he got the two into the back yeah. of the net. The two of them were nearly carbon copy of each other. Um, and he, you could see what it meant to him. The way yeah. his celebrations, I just saw a few video clips yeah. there. And yeah, and at the like time it looked like they were, that they turned the corner as well. Like, you know, and, you know, most times they would have turned the corner, to be fair to them, but yeah. like Tyg Fennan, he's probably scratching his head a bit wondering how they lost it, to be honest, mm. I'd say, but <clears throat> at the same time, I'd say he has a lot of pluses coming out of it, you know. I think Karen you will have to, like we said maybe about Tinny Healy, they'll have to work on that high ball in, caused them a good few problems in the full-back line. Greasy conditions. Greasy conditions as well. It wasn't a great night for football, to be no. fair, and I, you know, I think we had a bit of a... Uh, talk about officials there a few minutes ago I'm going to give Pat Dunn a, a good nod here because he let the game go it was typical championship in Barton Glass you know there was a couple of heavy tackles early on he got in he gave yellow cards there was no messing just it was get up and play the game <laughs> you could nearly see him saying it and to be fair to the players the bought into it like and I give him a nod he done a great job on it as well he, he had a lot to do with the scoreline the way it ended up because he, he, let, he let the game go and, and it, was a great, it was a great spectacle. Well, he, 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 I was talking to Don after the match and he said like, he thoroughly enjoyed refing the game. Yeah. You, you could know? actually see he was enjoying thoroughly, it. Thoroughly, really, really, really enjoyed it. You know, he said that um, Donard possibly could have had the equaliser. Your man, if he had to went another five yards on, he pulled the trigger from about 35 yards out. If he had to went another five yards on, he might have got the equaliser. But look at tired legs at the end of the game, wet evening, hard ground, greasy conditions. But like we're saying how much it felt to lads or what it meant to lads like when I said when Daly got the goal. You should have saw in the celebrations there that he's of Hickey jumping around when they, when they won it. Like, you swear it was county final. Yeah. It really... Hickey celebrates when they're in the toss, I think. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. But you know, I think you can see the lads around, whatever he does or whatever he says to them, like they're grown, they're, they're, he's almost like a brother to them. Yeah, well, if you have even said lads, it. really, but he's, he just has them tuned to where, and like... You know, they've, they've three wins in the Hurland there now, they've a win in the football, you know, they've Glenealy next Sunday. And to be fair, to go seven points down in a football match and come back, six yeah. or seven points down and come back and win it, yes. you know, I don't think they'll think No, I, 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 I think you're right. I, 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 there's a great 
look about them this year. We said it last week. They played us and then the car twice this year. Like I mean, not and not being funny about it. I'd, I'd love to see the stats. I'd say the footballers have scored more than the hurlers this year down in Cardiff. Maybe so. Oh, yeah, they are doing heavy, heavy scoring in every game they played, and like that's that's why possibly that you know that's why that might be as well. You know that they managed to pull it back and get the scores. Like you say, John Kavanagh, like he there's a touch of the Johnny Wilkinsons about him now with the with the, with the, with the free taking, and everybody in the county has to know that at this stage, if you give him it either side. You know, within 35 metres of the goal, it's over. And outside that, it's not going to be far off either. And, but I, I really, really admire him as a free taker because yeah. he kicks every one of them out of his hands. And I think that that's a better skill than off the ground. I don't care what anyone says. I said it last year in the semi-final and the county final. He didn't have one of his better days in the county final last year kicking dead balls. But my God, pound for pound, he's in the top three of the county of kicking dead balls. Yeah, no, just there was one in the second half crunch time in the game as well. And on his wrong side for a right-footed player out understand nearly 21 you know and everyone was kind of saying would you not let one of the left footer players take it like where's he going yeah and he just put it straight over like he was standing in front of the goal Do you know what i mean mm-hmm. he was just nervous like to be fair to him and it's it's a serious asset to a team yeah you know, any team with a free taker that near enough doesn't miss is and if he's getting yeah. a ratio yeah. of eight to nine out of ten that's you're, you're going out there and you're saying I can't put a hand on the lad out here because if yeah. I foul him we are going to be yeah, yeah and it yeah, probably frees up your forwards a little bit more because yeah. they're afraid of give, yeah. being fouled you, know? you, you look at the other forwards in that, for, in, in that full forward line and they're hard handled like there's frees coming off them all day of the week but you look, at, look at Gilligan, Gilligan running at you put like a hand really, on him you know? he's gone yeah. Cause he's Craig Connell was very good as well in the first half when the game was in the melting pot, like he he was the outlet for every ball. To be fair to him, Connell doesn't get enough credit sometimes no. for for what he does he in a game. Good. He put like he he can mix it up, he can get tough, but he can easily play ball with you all day long if you let him. Yeah. And like go through some of the league matches, there he's one of their one of the oh, heavy he's, heavy he's scorers. Like he's he's one of those fellas that's just a, at ease playing football yeah. as well. He looks really comfortable yeah. on a ball, mm-hmm. like you know. But look, as I said, Donard, I don't think Donard are finished there with this way long. I think. Donard are going to go a long way into this championship if they play the way they played yeah. the other night. As I said, it'll have to be they're scratching their heads a little bit to know how it happened, I'd say. Yeah. But like they were very good. I mean, Lee Mullen kicked some savage scores there, Corner Forward. Um they've got a fella in from Liam Monaghan. I think he's originally from Offaly or somewhere. He's a good footballer. He went out centre forward. He played centre yeah. forward from I, the, I, the last day we saw him. Brian Lennon. There was talks of him being injured. He wasn't a hundred percent. No, he, he got wasn't a Brian, and he didn't even go near any of the freeze, which tells me he wasn't. He got a very bad rap off his yeah. own. Let me say, Sean Brannigan. Yeah. Like, yeah. He meant him when he got him with his knee in the rib. Like he look, was. But hard. look, you know, Alan Daly in the other corner was very good. Like Michael Rock is a very good defender. He had his hands full with Alan Daly like all day. You know what I mean? But look, it was a great game. As I said, and you know, fair play to Pat Dunn. He he played his part in it as well. He done a great job on it, and it's just. It's a win for Carnew. That was never going to be an easy one no. to ref. Well, it's a win for Carnew, and it's a, going forward, it's a man. As I've said, if Carnew could get straight into the semi final in this, it could ease their backlog of fixtures yeah, later in the year. Yeah, and then we'll just move on to the other group here now. Um, Kim McCannog had a victory over Anna Curry on a scoreline of 2 9 to 1 8. You might want to step out for this one, John. I think we'll think, think just name it, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, two of the favourites, I suppose, for the. Well, two up there, like, you know, up, up in the top, couple of favourites from the Intermediate Championship. Kim McCannell got off to a wonderful start. They went uh, 1 2 to no score up. Then I think they went 1 6 to 2 points to the very comfortable leader. 2 2 6 to 2 or 3 points. 2 points. 2 6 to 2 points. Very comfortable in the first half, and I think 
that's where it put them out of sight if Anakar Anakar just couldn't couldn't get back to them. No, well, I start the ball off here, and I don't mind. Um, look at the few defensive errors. The two goals, abs- no point saying, absolutely killed Anakara. You know, defensive errors, long balls in, over the head, one of them. Yeah, uh, <laughs> number 15 found himself in open season and just tapped her into the back of the net. You know, and nearly the same one was Carbon Copy. It was um, your man, Sam Callahan. Like, Sam is super, super dead. Like, but a lot of their, like, he, all of them, nearly all of his scores were from freeze. Dead ball again. We're talking dead ball. Now, this man was kicking dead balls over from 47 yards out to, to 21 yards out. Didn't matter. He had a lovely, lovely bow on him. Straight and arrow. Yeah, lovely strike. Like, he plays soccer as well. Lovely, bo- lovely player, you know, and so with all the Callahans. But, like, uh, and of course, I, I believe they set up wrong. That's my personal opinion. Uh, they brought Alan Burnout as a third midfielder. He looked lost to me. Um, but when, And they, the others brought out Niall Melton. Niall Melton came out then. And in the first 15 minutes, they, they went, it was uh, not even the first 12 minutes, they went 1 5 to no score up. You know? And. 1 2 to no Oh, it no, it was 1-5 oh, to no score up, you know, yeah, yeah. and like yeah. nearly There's ev- a lot of getting back on nine points without response. Well, yeah, as you said the other night, like, <laughs> you, like, like that's, that's three goals you have to get nearly, you yeah. know, to try to get ahead of them, like, yeah. or like if you go the point route, like, you know, and they, they just, they, and the corner were like a rabbit in the headlights then, they tried to chase it back, they tried to chase it back, and they did, they, look what they, they got, got themselves together, but like a lot of their games this year, they started slow, in their league games as well, they have started slow, but they got going in the second half, like, they, they pushed up on them. They made a few changes. Um, I thought match-up of the day, I thought Glenn Austin and Simon Doyle was a very, very good match-up. Uh, Glenn got 1-1 one, one on him again. Like Simon Doyle is like a Brian Doher. If you let him ping balls around and put balls in, he will absolutely crucify you. you know. But he had to, in the back of his mind, he had to follow Glenn. Because Glenn is another speed merchant, you know. And like they got the goal near the end to take their, their look off it. They could have, like, E. McDonald was through for a goal in the second half and he took a snapshot and it just went barely, barely wide. If Anakara had to got that, that was a game changer. You know, they could have went on, yeah, got like, a result there. Like, I suppose I didn't speak here. So, like, the goal Anakara got was in the 63rd minute. Like, the game was over at that stage. It was 2 9 to 8 points at that stage. That took the loss off of it. That took the shine off a little bit. Brought down the score if it's more respectable, I suppose, for an Anakara perspective. But Kamak were. Deserving of the win. Oh, they were, oh without, without a shadow of a doubt, they were deserving of the win. Like, Anna kicked two eyes in the first half and Kilmack kicked one. You know, like, it wasn't really end to end. Um, there was a few decisions in it as well, a few cards throughout as well. Anna Cora were brought down numbers and so was Kilmack. Um, but it was greasy conditions again. Never going to be hard. Oh, it, was, it wasn't, wasn't going to be. It wasn't that in the pre look I'll tell you that now. We're not just saying that because we're fans of but like, Kilmack deserved to win it without, yes. without a shadow of a doubt, they did. Yeah, you know, like you get, you said the weather. It wasn't a game for the purists. No. Well, maybe we'll uh, we'll move talk about that in a little bit more detail from our man on the inside, Dan O'Gorman, who'll be joining us in a few minutes. We just run a little bit of time here. We'll briefly move on to the game on Sunday morning between Antoker. Yeah, Kilcoyle Trafford. Yeah, Stratford, yeah. yeah, that's, that's, that's where we're coming from. Yeah, we're going. Yeah. To, we're going to round one for uh, Stratford and Kilcoyle. Kilcoyle had a win. Um, they did. I was up at it. I'm going to say um, that Kilcoole were the favourites on that and they went up and they're, they're an up-and-coming team. They won, the, they won the championship last year. They're after coming up. They're after going up in the league to Division 1A. Dutton has them up there. He hasn't fired an all-cinder. They're a lovely team to look at. They really, really are. And 
the, the, I, I followed them a good bit this year. I won't say I have a bit of a soft spot for them, but they're, they're a nice team to watch play football. They have a lovely uh, fluency about them. They have a lovely team bond as well. You know, they never, you'll never hear them backbiting with each other. And they were missing their main target man, Danny Kavanagh. And Gilbert went in there instead of him. And he was my man of the match with Cormac, Cormac Bourne middle of the field. Isn't it Cormac Bourne? Yeah, Cormac yeah. Bourne, yeah. And two of them had sober games. Um, Gilbert scored seven points, four from play, I think, three frees. But um, Laddie O'Brien centre back there, Lord of the again, and Cormac Bourne. But not taken away from the Stratford side, Stratford kicked nine wide in the first half. And on the 15th minute, they missed it. A sitter of a goal. It just hit the outside of the post and went wide. They missed the, uh, after five minutes. They lost their midfielder. Then they lost. Uh, and uh, they just had a stroke at half time. They lost a man to a bang in the eye uh, to a blood sub. He had to go off. Halfway through the second half, they lost their wing back to a very bad ankle injury. Was, and they, the lad, they had a lad. Or? They had a lad dismissed. So let's not take it away. Like yeah. Stratford had the, the game was. It, it was going either way until near the last five minutes, and Kilcoole just pulled away to take. To make it look a little bit better than it was, but it wasn't. It was, it was a two way, two, two horse. It, it was, it was a two yeah. horse race, you know. Um, Eddie Leonard refereed it, done, done a good job on it. There was nothing in it, there was not, there was one red card handed out, not another card up to that. So it was a good, well, well matched game. Like, and we said it like that the Stratford, they're underdogs, they're, 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 they can come with anything. One thing I will be critical about, they played Michael Mannion wing back. I think they're under pressure as well, maybe for numbers. I'd like to see Michael Mannion. Closer to the goal again, because I think he he's a good he's a scorer as well anyway. But he, he is a natural, I suppose. He is sort of a natural defender as well. Like yeah, but I just that's where he earned his crust. I suppose playing yeah. underage football, underage with Wicklow minor twenty was he's centre back yeah. around there. So well, he's dead. I I think well, if you're going to have him in, in, in the backs, I'd have him in a central position. I wouldn't have him as a wing back. You know, yeah. I don't know. Maybe he's carrying a knock or that too. But look at um, Kilcole. They deserve to win in the end. Yeah. So yeah, like that's that's a good result for John. No, I think I think it was important for him to to do it without like Danny Cavan has probably been the the headline man there for the last couple of years, and now even know himself there's there's a lot more to it than that. But Dan has definitely got the the, the headlines with, with heavy scoring. To do it without him was good, and uh, not unlike James Hickey down in Carnew, the red lad Kieran Dutton, he 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 has them in the palm of his hand up there. Like I mean, he's he's got a similar kind of a. Aura about him and a similar rapport with the with the squad and the players up there. So, um, like I mean, they they've all the ingredients there. They're battling it out now in a in a tough group. They bet one of the teams they're battling with for you know that to to try and split Carnew uh, and, and and Dunlavin uh, up the top. And you know, there's a third place probably. You know, is probably the 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 spot that you're going for. Like I mean, with the two of them. So, like that's an important win for them. Uh, Stratford, as you say, have been struggling for the last couple of years. Put up, put up a great fight, um, but look, every you know we've gone through most of the matches there. Every team's two points in that column now this weekend is happy, really happy with that. Yeah, so um, that's anything you've anything. No, no, that's that's it. Like, uh, well, just before we go now, we've we have tomorrow night. We, we have we just what we do is we're just running out, and we're going to have a one word answer from each of you on the fixtures here tomorrow tomorrow night and Wednesday. We've wrapped new new town. We look. We're sorry we didn't get to talk enough yeah, about them. Yeah. But we will Thursday. Um. We've wrapped new new town tomorrow night in the senior, and we've Leila Kubai are playing Ash Ford in the final of the Finnegan Cup, in Division uh, Three. I I suppose. Look, I think I know you said one word, but you can't do it in one word. Like I I think like I mean I think there could be a, a shock in store tomorrow night. I think Newtown are absolutely gunning for this game. Uh, Rack new 
are not quite there yet. They're not gone by a long stretch in this championship, nothing like it. But, you know, I just think maybe looking at them in the league semi-final, they were short a few. And they tend to be a bit indifferent at the start of these. Their last two groups, you know, they've, they've struggled through them and ended up winning the championship and playing in the championship final. Like, you know, so probably you would say if you wanted to get them, maybe get them early. And I think Newtown might spring a surprise tomorrow. Night. I think so too. Well, I'm going to just go on all known league form. Um, the known form of the last 25 yeah, years. The known, yeah, the known form of 25 years, right? And I'm just going to say right now, I think, you know, they know they're wily campaigners, they know well, the importance well, of a win early. And they're I think 10 to 1 on there anyway, like, or yeah, whatever it is, like, so, to, 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 to do, do the win tomorrow. But, uh, I'm just going to go, I've seen them like Pats only beat them be a point. Everyone is raving about Pats at the minute, so... Yeah. You know, that's well, the we farm were, book well, I'm we going on. Look, look I, think, I, think that's, I think that's definitely, you know, you, you, it's hard to argue with that. I just think Newtown, um, they flatter to deceive so often over the years. I know the, the team up there well, and I know the, the, the club well. Um, like, I mean, there's just something about this year. I know it's GAA we're talking about, but they've won a, they've won a lot of soccer up there. They've, they've got a bit of a winning mentality in that. They've got their full deck, right? That That's, you know, they may be missing one tomorrow night. So seldom over the last few years that Newtown been able to go up there and have all of their players ready to go. And look, I, I just think they, they could possibly spring a surprise there tomorrow night. And you were dead right, John. That was more than a word. I just to move on for time here. Yeah. Shalala could buy an Ash Ford, Division 3 uh, Cup final. I'm going to go Ash Ford win tomorrow night. I go Shalala Cole boy. I think they have this. Well, now, I don't know if I could... Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, uh, I go Ash Ford. I think, I think they're going to break the, break the weasel's neck there. They've lost two and... I go Ash Ford. And then, then Wednesday night, Ratnew and Dunlavin in the intermediate. Uh, Dunla- I'll go Dunlavin. I'm not sure how strong Ratnew are going to be. I, I'll go Dunlavin and just, that's an educated guess more than anything. But, it is, and we, we'll, we'll delve more into that now. I'll go Dunlavin as well. We'll delve more into that now on, on Thursday night. Okay, I'll go Dunlavin and so, so that they can drive through Ratnew yeah. safely. I'll just say, is there another club in Wexford, Wicklow, Carlo, that could play a championship, senior championship on Tuesday and an intermediate on Wednesday? I don't think so, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, but uh, just then, Emmett, very quickly to you, Kiltigan and Airog tomorrow night in the Senior Hurling Championship. Uh, I think we touched on it last. Yeah, I, think, uh, I think, yeah, I think Airog. I think, going, yeah. I just think the same. I just, you know, if Rory, Finn, and these lads tug out after Sunday, we don't know what Kiltigan are going to bring. If yeah. all them come to it, it'll be a tighter affair. But I'll give Airog the nod anyway. But look, at, thanks very much, yeah. guys. We'll and thanks for going to the games at the weekend. You are doing great work and. We'll hopefully be able to get to talk, talk to you again now Thursday and we're just going to go to a quick ad break here and then we're going to go over and we're going to have a chat with Dan O'Garman. We'll be chattering and nattering in the Garden County Shed but if a decent match comes up then we'll do that instead. Winners and Closure Bookmakers, your local independent bookmaker. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat and Instagram for all our daily specials and enhanced odds. Phone us on 1890 429863. Murphy's Liquidation Furniture and Garden County Sport. Hello, Dan, are you there? Yeah, here I am, boys. How's it going? Good, Dan. Thanks for your patience there. Sorry, we got a little bit delayed. Uh, John Hines wouldn't stop talking about Rack New and Newtown. Dan, um, start off, we'll talk about your week first. If anyone's just tuned in, Dan does the diary for us on. The life of a junior footballer, and now he is a victorious on the field junior footballer. Alan, see his big win against uh, another GCS man, Connor Dorn, last week. Tinahili. He did, and uh, well done, Dan. Fair play to you. You've been plugging away there now all year, and about time you got on the, the winning end of things. It was you, all right. It was you. 
It was yeah. Uh, yeah, good old match. And we uh, kind of sense the coming, but uh, we played well, and we probably should have won more, to be honest, and been clearer in it. But look, we got there in the end, and winning brings winning and all that. So hopefully, it's the start of something now. Yeah, and Dan, uh, did you venture forward for a no shot or anything yourself? Sorry. Did you venture forward into the uh, opposition territory at all yourself? Did you? Yeah, I had a few near the end. I kind of got a few runs. I was determined to get a shot away. But uh, every time I got near enough, now I got either pulled down or kind of tackled out. So I got fouled and I didn't give it away, thankfully. But yeah, I seem to get fouled a lot. So dangerous, um, I take that as a compliment, I suppose. Yeah, dangerous man, Dan. Dangerous man. Uh, Dan, on the soccer front, Bray, Kevin Teeley on Friday, last Friday night. Didn't go according to yeah, plan. No, it didn't go according to plan. Um, it was their open day of the season. They went up there and won 3-0. Then the return leg, back in Bray, was, uh, it was a draw. So, Captain Teeley, if you, I think they were four points ahead going into Friday. So, it was very important not to lose and let them hold a seven-point lead and took the lead after 15 minutes to Captain Teeley. Now, Captain Teeley have, oh God, I don't know, there's seven or eight weekly men playing for them. Like they're, even though they're, they're obviously so good and they've got a plenty of weekly connections, a lot of ex-Bray as well. Took the lead and looked all in 15 minutes, but he, like a Paul Fox, Bray had you know, plenty of chances to score. But the Cavatini captain, Stephen McGinnis, he's a good header man. He was in fine form. He's an ex Bray player as well. Um, with 15 minutes to go, I think it was, excuse me, that's clear. I know, I think it was 15 minutes ago, yeah. Uh, Dylan McGlade uh, rounded McGuinness and slotted home the equaliser. But then Cavatini's new sign, there's a, he's a lad from Japan. He's played two games, came off the bench of both of them and scored the winner of both of them. He scored a lovely goal and he beat two Bray men like they weren't there with the outside of the boot. He slapped at home and that was that. So Bray are facing up to the battle now. I don't know if they're fine with the way the playoffs work in the first division. Whoever comes fourth and third plays you home and away. The winner that then plays the team became second in the first division home and away. And if you win those four games you then get to play the team became ninth in the Premier home and away. Yeah. So it's some slog as you can hear like you can imagine having to win six games to, to get through. So but at the same minute that's like they're not even in the playoffs, so it's a big ass you can get there. They're I think seven points off Cabo now. Yeah, but the next four games they have are all very winnable. But yeah, it's an uphill battle definitely. It's a this goal scoring has been a big problem. There's like the top scorer, Jermaine McGlade, who's he's in bench few times lately because it's just so it's like he gets the, the, the horse to water and then he just wants to drink. Like he reach six lads and then he'll kick it away like he's straight and there's anything to watch now. Yeah. But um like he scored tonight, but that he's the top scorer with six goals. Out of what is it, 17 games or something? So they're just not putting it in the nest. It's costing them. I think nearly all but two or three of the games they've lost against them with no margin. Yeah. So a few goals here and there would have turned them on the draws or even a few wins. But they got packed. Now the cup draw was something like the FA Cup and they're right to pack. So obviously that's not ideal. That's a big, big task as well. Of course. But yeah. the next five games for Brian now are all teams. Well, Limerick are slightly ahead of them, but the rest are all below them. So in theory, it's five winnable games and if you're being realistic, they have to win the five games because the last three games of the season are against teams above them. So you don't want to be going into them. Need, as it is, they need favours from elsewhere like, to even get the fourth. So yeah, the next five games, it will have to tell the tale of the season and you must be disappointed not to be in. Like you said, if you get to the playoffs, the chance they promoted or even seen because you announced to get through. But to not even be in the playoffs and have that chance to be very disappointing because they're one of the bigger budgets in the league and Got some good players there, but just consistently it's costing dearly, as you can as you can see. Yeah, like uh, I just see like we've Bray have lost two in a row now at this stage, and after, since coming back from the mid-season break, so I suppose they need just need a one win to maybe get that momentum and get that going for them, you know. But uh, yeah, that's it. Like on Friday with Massive to lose that was a really killer blow for them because the it would have been a point between them, and now it's seven points between them, six points being like so it was a big blow for them. Yeah, yeah. 
No, and, and this week, uh, uh, Dan, wh- wh- where's the uh, the fixture this week in the Carlisle, is it? Uh, yeah, they're home on Friday, at home to Limerick. Uh, it's under 12 to go free as always, so any little children listening, by all means, head up and go in for free, bring a mum and daddy, whatever you want. Um, so yeah, it's massive, it's Limerick at home this week, so Limerick are uh, above them at the moment. I so might nearly get in for nothing then, I, I could nearly pass as a 12 year old with the height there. So. Yeah, have yeah. a shave and That's head up to you, Grant. Sound, yeah. <laughs> And then, uh, Maybe to 15 quid. Yeah. <laughs> so, Dan, you'll be heading to that, will you? Yeah, yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there, right, yeah. Yeah, that's good um, to hear. And and uh, you're, we noticed a very... Uh, well, Saturday we were watching a, a team going onto the field in Ockram and there was one man's name on the team sheet and we just didn't see him entering onto the field to play. He, like, even into the dugout, we were yeah. very disappointed that the notorious DOG was missing... What's the mood yeah, like to film act there? Yeah, so the mood's great after getting getting that opening win. Ah, it's very good. Yeah, look, we went down there to win it, and we did just that. Um, we think we've, we've trained now the last few weeks to train, and just we just switched on all together. Like obviously the league, we were having a win in the start of the year, and the game against it was a massive blow. But sure, look, there was still a championship there to be won, and we won game down. We uh, disappointed to see the goal late on, kind of like blemish and also we lost the lads with red cards, so he'll be banned out for the next game. So another. Bit of a blow, but look, the first game that last year, I don't remember what we lost the first two games, I think it was, yeah, yeah, which then we had to win all the rest of them, which was worked out great, like with savage pressure, but momentum actually worked out brilliant for us in that sense. But yeah, we want a smoother route this year because it's a very, very tough group, like it is, yeah, yeah. So I probably, think every game is gotta be hard. There's probably four or five fighting out for that, that top, well, second and third or whatever, the top three places. So it's a very, very entertaining group, but good to hear that. Kilmack is alive and well with wins in junior and intermediate this week and a very happy Dan O'Gorman. Uh, Dan, we'll be back to you hopefully in the next couple of weeks with a bit more about the, uh, the Bray. Hopefully the running goes a little bit more smoothly and thanks very much. And of course, anyone else listening in, don't forget to tune in to our website and check out Dan's diary every week. So Dan, thanks very much for, for taking our call there this evening. No worries. That's thanks, cheers. Dan. Thank you. So, uh, folks, that brings a wrap to our weekend review sorry it went a little bit over a little bit late this evening but we'll be back again on thursday and uh, we have a preview of the weekend coming up and we have already a review of a couple of games there from tuesday night we want to thank everyone for tuning in we want to thank our sponsors murphy's liquidation furniture and winners enclosure and uh, we will have a competition coming up from winners enclosure every thursday night so we have um just gonna alan's gonna talk through what's what he thinks is gonna come up here now well, tomorrow night we've Rat New and we've Newtown. Um, this is what Winners Enclosure are firing out as. So you've, you've Rat New at 10 to 1 on. And you've 13 to 2 for the draw and 11 to 2 for, the, for Newtown to win. As we said there, I think maybe New, it could be, Newtown could do, could do it. So 11 to 2 is not, I can't see a draw. I can't. I think if there's going to be a win, I think it's Newtown be two or three points or Rat New could just come out and absolutely steamroll them. Yeah. You know? Um, then... We have the following, uh, or we have, sorry, you have Air Oak and Kiltegan. You have Air Oak at 3 to 1 on, you have 6 to 1 for the draw, and you have 9 to 4 for Kiltegan to win. Um, I think that's harder to call than, it than is. we're giving it sort of credit for. Yeah, yeah and then uh, unfortunately, Wednesday night, you've done 11 at 4 to 1 on, you have 13 to 2 for the draw, and you have 7 to 2 from Rat New. Um, this is at Rat New's second team. So, um, yeah. So, um, I think it's done Lavin like the bookies have the bookies have them fairly on the ball there now you know well they were shocked this weekend with the Boston Glass results 
and uh, I think they had Anna Curl's favourites. But look, there's more matches coming up at the weekend. But we'll discuss them on Thursday night in a bit. Like in more we, we will, we will, because we're, we're running out of time here. But like, um, there there is hurling matches coming up at the weekend. Now some of them are going to be changed because of the under twenties are playing. So don't go by the fixtures that are out. I mean, they will be out properly in the, the weekly people and all coming because um, there's a meeting going on tonight. I think about it. And in, and in the morning, and there the will be there will be out then. So um, just sit tight until you get the fixtures, because as I say the hurling is being changed around for the the victorious under twenties that are going again this weekend um, in Turles against Kerry. So look at everybody. Thanks again, Kev. Went well. Thank you very much. Yeah, I hope the sound you. is a little bit better this week. We're working on it. We're this is on you to us as well. Yeah, just... We want to thank uh, our producer for tonight. We thank Gary there very much for his help. So appreciate that, Gary. We'll be back to you on Thursday. We'll be chattering and nattering in the Garden County Shed. But if the decent match comes up, then we'll do that instead. Winners and Closure Bookmakers, your local independent bookmaker. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat and Instagram for all our daily specials and enhanced odds. Phone us on 1890 429 863. Murphy's Liquidation Furniture and Garden County Sport.